What's up, everyone? Welcome to The Beat. I'm Panya in broadcasting from Studio 7G today. I know, not 6D. Uh, 6D is being occupied by a certain member of the household, so I'm in 7G today, a.k.a. the bedroom. And I must say, it is really nice broadcasting and sort of like my palatial humble abode in my home. Um, we have a great show for you guys today. Lots of hot topics to get to. And of course, I have an opinion on them, as always. And the latest on coronavirus news and some other headlines um, from the day. So with that being said, let's head over to the weekly rundown. All right, let's jump straight into the headlines right now. New York's governor, Andrew Cuomo, said today two regions bordering New York City are expected to reopen soon. Long Island and the Mid-Hudson region could reopen next week if the debts continue to decline and their contact tracing programs are in full swing. As of today, the Mid-Hudson region had met five of seven metrics the state required for reopening, according to the state's regional monitoring dashboard. Long Island has met five out of the seven as well, while New York City, the hardest hit region in the entire state, has met four. The remaining seven regions have met every metric needed to start reopening. In terms of New York City, the city may open beaches in June. Officials said that if the coronavirus continued to wane, swimming would be allowed at beaches that are currently off limits. In New Jersey, Governor Phil Murphy has said that outdoor gatherings of up to 25 people, a maximum of 25 people, are allowed and campground sites are open. Governor Cuomo also warned parents of camp this summer. He said that because of the new pediatric syndrome caused by coronavirus, that he would not want to send his children to camp and urged parents to think of that situation as well. In terms of international news, the Secretary of State Mike Pompeo condemned China's proposed national security law for Hong Kong, warning that the passage of the legislation would be a quote-unquote death knell for Hong Kong's autonomy. The controversial national security law, which is expected to ban sedition, secession, and subversion from the central government in Beijing, is set to be introduced at the annual meeting of China's National People's Congress. A number of lawmakers on both sides of the aisle have also condemned the proposed law, as have Hong Kong opposition lawmakers and human rights organizations. Under the current One Country, Two Systems policy, Hong Kong retains limited democracy and civil liberties despite being under Beijing's control. The Secretary of State said at a press conference earlier this week that, quote, in Hong Kong, our decision is whether or not to certify Hong Kong as having a, quote unquote, high degree of autonomy from China is still pending. We're closely watching what's going on there, end quote. And that's the latest news right now. And also in coronavirus news, just to close out the weekly rundown, cases and deaths in New York State, total amount of 361, 313, 361,313 cases in the state, over 28,000 deaths in the state. Unfortunately, we see a decline in the curve, but that decline is on um, a slow decline. When we come back, we got some of the latest hot topics from the week, and trust me, there were a lot of hot topics in the week. So stay tuned, stay on the beat. We'll be right back. 
Hi, I'm Christine, and I'm a big fan of The Beat with Panyin. I get caught up on the 2020 elections, the news of the week, and the latest hot topics. Make sure you tune in every Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks to Christine. I Again, I love every time I get to put that little promo commercial in. She does a great job at it. Um, and I hope you're doing well. I should also say to all the other CUNY students out there, I hope you guys are doing well. Um, I know finals are this week for you guys. So big claps to all of you. Um, high schoolers, you are graduating very, very soon in New York City. At least you're graduating really, really soon. I have a little special message for you um, in June. So I can't wait to share that with you guys. But let's head into the hot topics of the week. And it was a very busy week. It was a very messy week of hot topics so let's start with the one that sort of stemmed from last year and that is our dear aunt becky aka actress Lori lotlin and her fashion designer husband massimo pleaded guilty on friday to charges connected to a massive college admission scandal that rocked higher education their sentencing is set for august 21st Lori Lotlin pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit wire and mail fraud and Giannulli to one count of conspiracy to commit wire and mail fraud and honest services wire and mail fraud. The agreement calls for Lotlin to spend only two months in prison and pay a $150,000 fine, be subjected to two years of supervised release and perform 100 hours of community service. Her husband, Massimo, agreed to five months in prison, a $250,000 fine, two years of supervised release, and 250 hours of community service. All right, y'all, let's talk about this because this case got me so mad when it first came out last year. And I just have to say this, and I'm sticking to my guns. If you're a defender of Aunt Becky, come at me with pitchforks right now. But I just want to say this right here. There are people who have worked their butts off in high school. People who have done so many sports, have had sleepless nights, have gone through so much work to test prep. And the fact that um, uh, Aunt Becky, uh, I sh- let me stop calling her that, that Lori Lotlin Massimo and Felicity Huffman. I'm not forgetting about you either. The fact that you guys, your family cheated your way into college. It's just not fair to the, to the many kids who have worked their butts off in, in high school to be where they want to be right now. It's just, it's not cool. It's not right. It's not fair. Um, I honestly think that, you know, she should serve more time in prison. I mean, two months and five months. I mean, People go to jail for a longer time doing, like, the smallest of offenses. And, like, this one is legit. You're paying your way to get into college when your girls didn't even want to go. And, like, you low-key forced them to go and you paid for them um, to go. You did fraudulent things um, for them to go. For example... Inflating student resumes, um, passing them off as elite athletes, having their standardized test scores boosted, um, paying college coaches um, to recruit the student athletes. Like, come on. you got, This is just so wrong on so many levels. And I know people are saying, well, what are you going to – if you were in her shoes, would you have done the same thing? Would you have cheated? Absolutely hell no. Not ever. 
absolutely not. Take several seats if you were going to do that. Because I, I'm a believer of hard work. I'm a believer of, you know, dream big, um, think big, have faith, have passion, because dreams do come true if you put your heart and soul out into there. I'm, I'm old school in believing that, so sue me. But, you know, I, I just think what she did was wrong on so many levels. What Felicity Huffman did was wrong on so many levels, and it's just not fair for the thousands, hundreds of thousands of kids who have applied to colleges working their butts off in high school and... I mean, what type of exp what type of um, reaction were you gonna get? No one was gonna give sympathy for you. It, it's just a whole stupid thing that shouldn't have even been a thing to begin with. All right. Speaking of college, the college board is facing several class action lawsuits. And listen, the the amount of money that that the college board is being sued for, it's in the millions, you guys. And that's after test glitches during AP testing exams um, last week. Things didn't go as planned um, for some high schoolers taking AP tests, and they took to TikTok to express how they were feeling. Many people were crying, frustrated, and listen, you guys have the absolute right to be crying and frustrated. Number one, you are living in a pandemic right now, and if you're juniors, you're honestly living through one of the hardest years of your high school career um, under the worst circumstances ever, and you know what? I I just want to say this. Um, I'm I'm glad that when I took my AP exams, I was in school and I had fabulous teachers and I understood the content. I I also think that it's also because I was in a traditional school setting. I know if I was taking my test on a computer and submitting it. Um, when hundreds of thousands of maybe millions of kids at the same time submitting their exams um, online, the servers aren't going to handle that. And it's just, I, I'd be crying and frustrated and, you know, I feel all those emotions that you're feeling right now. So I totally understand where you're coming from. And listen, I just want to say this as well, you know. AP testing um, and standardized testing, I personally don't believe in um, any of that. I believe in the value of a student um, and, n and not the single letter or number score that you're given because I am a horrible test taker um, and I'd crumble under the pressure. So I just want to say this for all the students out there. Number one, you know, claps to you, chops for you for standing up for what you believe in, saying that you deserve um, a right to have fair testing, number one, and number two, that the testing and the glitches that happened was unacceptable. So I applaud you for standing up um, and sticking your ground for that. And number two, I'd also like to say, you know, you guys, um, AP testing um, and uh, the college classes offered... Um, by College Board and, and anything else. I just want to say this. Do research into whatever um, accelerated um, university or uh, to any college or university that, you, that you're applying to. Do your research on there. See if you have to take it or not or if you can take um, uh, college equivalent um, classes at a community college. See if those credits transfer over. Just do your research. And I feel for you guys. I honestly do. I mean, College Board and AP testing and SATs, 
probably led to the salt pepper action on my hair right now. So um, I definitely feel for you guys and uh, good luck. Good luck with what you're doing. All right, let's move on right now. Uh, let's move on to a hot topic from last week, and it's the show Instant Influencer. You know, the James Charles show that I was talking about that I was sort of like raving about. It was sort of the ah, thank you moment um, in, in quarantine, and I was just like, James Charles, thank you so much for occupying my time um, during quarantine because I honestly thought, you guys, I honestly thought I wouldn't get into the show, and it's just a whole bunch of um, teenagers and 20-something-year-olds competing just to be in a collaboration video with James Charles. Like, uh, I could spend my time doing something way different, but I gotta say, James, you hooked me onto the show, and I kinda like it. Anyways, last week, they crowned the winner of Instant Influencer, and it's my girl Ashley Strong, the fan favorite of Instant Influencer. Let's give you a brief background um, to her. So she's 28 years old from Alaska, and she is she she was the front runner, and now she is the winner. Um, and I mean, this is this is no surprise. Um, we were all rooting for you, Ashley. Um, congratulations. And I think the video with James Charles, the collab, the collaboration, ugh, words, the collaboration is supposed to drop tomorrow. So congratulations, Ashley, um, for your win. And um, can't wait, can't wait to see if there's a next season of Instant Influencer. All right, let's move on to another singing competition. Well, another competition program, um, like I kind of alluded to a singing competition program and it is American Idol it finished off season 18 um the grand finale was i believe last week if i do remember excuse me grand finale was last week and um like i said season 18 almost there to season 20 i i can't believe it's been about 20 years since the show first came on air it's uh, i i feel old now but they just crowned their new American Idol, um, and it goes to Samantha Just Sam Diaz. She hopes to inspire and reach more people after she won. And on Sunday, the 21-year-old New York City native way to represent. Um, the New York City native and former Subway singer who was crowned season 18 winner opened up about her experience and what she plans to do with her new platform she says it definitely was a whirlwind for me first things first i'm going home to my grandma and i'm going to hug her that's the first thing i'm going to do i hope to be able to put out music i'm going to try to do what american idol was trying to do in the beginning and that is bring family and friends together during this time when we need each other the most we shouldn't be alone. And I think that's very eloquently said. And I just want to say this. As a person who rides the New York City subway on a very constant basis, some of the most amazing talent comes from underground in New York City. And I'm so happy. I'm so happy that that is finally recognized. And again, that, that goes to show um, that goes to show what... What I really mean when when I say, um, 
when I say have faith, dream big, think big, and know that anything is possible. So congratulations to you, Just Sam. I just want to say this. American Idol is not the show that it used to be back when I was a kid in 2007, 2008, 2006, when it dominated ratings. It's not that type of show anymore. It doesn't even come close to what it used to be. So, you know, it, it, it's not that. But given the platform that, that we have right now on Instagram, um, and all the other social media platforms, I just see a bright future for Just Sam. So congratulations to her. Um, season 19 of American Idol auditions um, are happening. So submit in your audition video at AmericanIdol.com and maybe I would be reporting on you next. All right, let's move on to Mr. Harry Styles. Let's move on to a little bit of music. Right now, and Harry Styles released um, some new music, um, not new music, he released a new music video um, for his song Watermelon Sugar. And at the beginning of the video, it said this video is dedicated to touching and oh my god. Can you ask for a summer bop? There are a lot of people, a lot of people right now in the music world that are fighting for the coveted song of the summer. Um, and this one is definitely a contender. And, you know, props to Harry Styles because um, during, the, during the video, one of uh, the models um, in the video called Harry the Consent King, uh, asking if it was okay to, um, to kiss him during, during the thing, like um, in, in terms of acting, you know. Um, during the music video, and wow, Harry Styles is the consent king. Harry Styles is a king um, in general. So, you know, awesome music video. Um, I am also, I can never get rid of the picture of Harry Styles eating a watermelon in that music video. So that picture will never leave my head now. But um, props to Harry Styles for, um, for, uh, I'm making a silly pun right now for being the sign of the times. So congratulations um, for an amazing music video and props to Harry Styles for being a king, an, an absolute king. And also in the realm of One Direction news as well, um, personally my favorite member of One Direction, Louis Tomlinson, um, has unfortunately and for good reason to rescheduled his summer tour um, in the United States. I was supposed to go. Um, but of course, given the circumstances, uh, that is not possible. He posted up um, that he will be rescheduling the summer portion of his tour. And fans flock to Twitter, trending, we love you, Louie, um, on Twitter to number one. And it stayed in the top ten for a few hours. So um, we love you, Louie. I, I love you, Louie. Um, and I can't wait to see you um, on tour really, really soon. And I cannot wait to see you um, perform the hell out of your album. All right, and music news as well, and we're finishing off Hot Topics with this. Um, oh, goodness, goodness, goodness. The messiness of it all. Miss Lana Del Rey. Oh, dear. Okay, so I'm, I'm trying to, to, to say my words and pick my words so carefully because if there are People, if there's going to be someone I'm afraid of, it's going to be the Beehive and it's going to be the Barbs. So I just want to start off with this. I love everyone mentioned in 
her Instagram post. I love Beyonce. Um, I like Nicki Minaj. Um, I, I like Doja Cat. Like, everyone she name-dropped, um, I am a fan of. And I am a fan of Lana Del Rey as well. So I want to put it out there that everyone she name-dropped, I really, really like all of them. And this does not come up from a place of malice at all. So keep your pitchforks on hand and save them for something else because that is not the route I'm trying to take right now. Um, what Lana Del Rey essentially said in an Instagram post that um, she posted, I believe yesterday, was that um, now that um, the Say So remix with Nicki Minaj and Doja Cat went to number one, and the Savage remix with Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce um, was in the top 10, and many of the other songs um, from artists that she mentioned were in the top 10. Is it okay for her to um, go back to writing music that, um, that she wants to write about, and that type of music is, um, I would want to say... Um, being submissive in a relationship and so many people went after her and called her out um on everything on her post and i just want to say this you know i understand what lana is trying to say but she did not have to name drop um people successful people people who've also went through hardships as well um and you know have suffered worser threats um to them besides criticism and i also want to say this anyone who is anyone um in this industry is entitled to criticism so anyone in this industry is entitled to criticism it just comes with with the territory uh, i i i just oh this is just so messy to explain it really is really messy to explain um and to break down and to give an opinion because i do have one and it's very messy. I Listen, these women who are in the top 10, who are at number one, they deserve to be there because people are buying their music and they like their music. And let's be honest, all right? Um, Lana, your, your genre of music, it's great. I listen to your genre of music. I love the Born to Die album. I love th your song, Video Games. There is um, your... Your audience, your genre is a niche. It's not the mainstream. And listen, you had this, the summer anthem of like the mid 2010s. Summertime Sadness was a bop, especially when it got remixed. It was on the radios everywhere. So I just want to say that. Um, but also, again, Lana, your genre is a niche and it's not the mainstream um, for, for everyone. And... Um, Megan, Nikki, Beyonce, um, Doja Cat, they are, their songs, um, have been popular via TikTok. Um, I, I reported at the very beginning, at the start of this, um, of this podcast, episode one, on how TikTok, like, took over, and their songs are number one because of that, and because of... Those artists, Doja Cat and Megan Thee Stallion, collaborating with the Nicki Minaj and the queen herself, Beyonce. And so when you mix um, popular catchy songs from an, a hit app with artists who have received critical acclaim in their own right, you get a banger, you get number ones, and you're in the top ten. So, listen, 
Lana, I get where you're coming from, that you receive criticism from this, but it was not okay to call out um, those artists by name um, because those artists in particular have faced um, more than just criticism. They faced threats before. And listen, um, the criticism coming back to Lana, um, people calling her... Um, expletives um and many other horrible things um i i don't think that she meant any of it with malice but the way that she opened up her argument just invalidated everything else that she was trying to say so and everyone else calling lana an expletive um there was um relating her to to an animal i saw in one tweet sit Take several seats, sit down, know your place as well. It's it's all equally not as cool um, to compare someone to um, an animal, um, to compare women to animals. It's not cool. It's not right. Sit down, take several seats, know where your place is at. And Talana, I think you two, sit down, take several seats, understand what you have said. Um, I just think that what she's trying to say is a fair point but the way that she opened it up and how she said it there we go it's not what you say it's how you say it and how she said this was not structured adequately i mean if i was her pr person i would have just struck that thing down right away and just go straight forward with what i'm saying you know I didn't mean anything with no malice. Um, the way, whatever. I'm I, 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 uh, not going to touch on it. Just going to leave it there. Just going to leave it there. Her opening invalidated her entire argument. Um, and that is all. All right. When we come back from break, it is New Music Friday. I have a review on Lady Gaga's new song um, with Ariana Grande. So stay tuned for that. Hi, I'm Christine, and I'm a big fan of The Beat with Panya in. I get caught up on the 2020 elections, the news of the week, and the latest hot topics. Make sure you tune in every Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so it is New Music Friday. There's a new song from Lady Gaga featuring Ariana Grande. Released this morning at midnight, Rain On Me is a poppy song that hits all the cues of a pop song trying to sound nostalgic. The good kind of nostalgic, of course. With use of synths and lyrics that don't necessarily strike a message, this song is not meant to be deep as Gaga's previous songs on Joanne. But I don't think that's what Mother Monster or Ariana had intended. Listen, this is a song that's a catchy dance pop song with elements of disco that screams early 2010s pop. Now, is that really a bad thing? No. Some of the best pieces of pop music came from that time. And considering the times that we're going through right now, I think this is the type of song to just make us smile and dance while we're far apart from each other. Listen, during quarantine, we've seen how music brings us together, how music offers us messages of hope, all of which has been, I mean, let's be honest, melancholy. And for good reason. We've lost too many good people, and we've gone through a lot as a nation and as a planet. Rain On Me, however, takes a different direction. 
Like I said, it's not a lyrical masterpiece, and that's fine. It wasn't intended to be a lyrical masterpiece. It's a simple summer anthem to make us smile and happy, and that itself is enough. If you haven't listened to it yet, Rain On Me by Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande is on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube Music, whatever. The video is also out on YouTube right now. It's a great summer pop anthem, and it is also on my list as a contender to be Song of the Summer. So that does it for our show today, you guys. Thank you so much for listening um, and hearing an extensive amount of hot topics today. Hope you all have a great day, safe weekend, healthy weekend. Happy Memorial Day um, as well, and early Memorial Day. Thank you to all the men and women who have served um, and have sacrificed their life for our country. Thank you so much for everything that you have done. I'm Panya in here in New York telling you to stay happy, stay healthy, and stay on the beat.